Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana K. White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 302. Um, I'm calling it Monica Closets, Estate Decluttering, Fridge Organization, and more because we're going to kind of cover a bunch of different things and I think you're going to enjoy it. So we're talking about storage solutions for stuffed animals, dealing with your Monica closet, what to do when the majority of items to declutter are sentimental. We're talking about how you're not broken. You just organize differently and then decluttering an estate parenting teenagers, specifically regarding house stuff. Okay, not real advice on that. Um, Finding motivation when reward systems don't work. Fridge and freezer organization, how to encourage your adult daughter who lives with you to keep things tidy and more. Um, So you might have heard in there, um, finding motivation when reward systems don't work. And I talked about that last week. Um, So what I'm doing today is I am giving you a behind the scenes experience. Basically, this is just the monthly regular Q&A that uh, Dawn, Cass, and I did in um, the Take Your House Back course. So this was a a, a Facebook Live that we did um, where we answered all of these different, you know, questions related to the things that I just listed off. So we do these every month. Um, you people who are in the course, obviously, this is me advertising the course, right? But I also think you're just going to love this content because the answers are great. And I, that's what I love about the course is the three of us bouncing off of each other, having a little bit different, but also basically the same answers. Um, and so I think that works really well. So anyway, yes, this is advertising, but also at the same time, it's, you get to listen to it and you get to learn from it. But so just explaining what we do here, like I said, once a month, the three of us together, or if one of us can't come, two of us will do it, do a a group Q and A. Okay. And then on the other weeks, so, you know, four weeks out of the month, there is a Q and A and it'll be like, I'll do one week, Cass will do a week and Dawn will do a week and then we'll do the week with all of us together. So, um, so you're getting your questions answered. We have forms that you can submit the questions ahead of time. So either if you're not in the Facebook group or you're not sure you're going to be able to see it live, um, then you can submit your questions ahead of time. And then we take questions from that. And then we also take questions, you know, live for the people who are there. So just wanted to give you that. Yes, the course itself has um, content that leads you through taking your house back, but it also has this ongoing um, support in this way. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Remember that the course is open through next Wednesday, September 15th. 2021. Um, and you can go to takeyourhouseback.com. Um, we also are going to be doing, um, so registration for this open period is um, over on the 15th. If you are already in Take Your House Back, like you've already bought it, basically since it started, if you're listening to this in real time, you're still in it. Like there's not something for you to buy again. You're still in it. Um, so we're going to be doing an all day live declutter on September 18th. That's a Saturday and uh, central time. We're going to be doing, uh, each of us will take an two different hours where we, you know, talk you through different areas in your home. And then we'll do a question and answer at the end of that day. And we did one of those in May and it was like, people loved it, like went crazy, had so much fun. It was just a blast. So we're doing that again, which is, you know, kind of motivation for you to go ahead and get in this time. All right. I've talked about that quite a bit. Um, it's takeyourhouseback.com. But here we go. Here is the conversation that we are having. Awesome. It's so good to see you all today. Well, we should probably start too. I know there's been questions about when are we going to reopen the group and like, when will be the next time around? We'll do some guided stuff. And so um, it looks like tentatively we'll get you final dates uh, when we get closer to it, but it'll be the end of August into September. And then 
uh, September, mid-September, we're going to hit it hard again with doing some live decluttering and it'll be structured with different topics for the weeks. So we will definitely look, I know this, you know, now going into the to fall gets to be kind of crazy for everyone. So I think it'll be good that we can regroup um, this fall and really go all in again together. I think that's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm working on the little mini course. So like some yeah. of my favorite organizing tips and like organizing with you. So I'm going to like, I'm making a mess and I'm putting it back together. So you can see how <laughs> I actually organize. Awesome. All right. Let's switch over to some questions. All right. Um, let's see. Cass, my daughter's favorite thing is stuffed animals. We've had a stuffed animal storage bean bag for a long time to store them, but it doesn't seem to work the best since it's hard for her to get them out by herself and put them away. Any suggestions on good storage solutions for stuffed animals for kids? And at what point or how many would you say is too much? I prefer them hidden, but think she may prefer them out. Yeah, she definitely prefers them out, which is why the bean bag system doesn't really work because they're hiding them away. She's just gonna, you know, forget about them or pull them all out all the time, which defeats the purpose. So I have two favorite stuffed animal organizing solutions. And one is, like $6 from Ikea and it's a mesh holder um, that holds so many stuffed animals. It hangs from the ceiling. So you put a hook in the ceiling and then it hangs and it's got all these holes and it's mesh. So it's really visual. It's easy for them to access the ones down low, even if they're small and it's really cheap. So, and it's taking advantage of space that otherwise, I mean, it's on your ceiling and it's hanging in the corner. So I love that system four stuffed animals, but I also love laundry hampers. One laundry hamper can hold like 40 stuffed animals. And I feel like that's enough. So oh. make the container be the bad guy. Um, get a big uh, laundry hamper. That's where the stuffed animals go. It's still visual. She can still see it's easy for her to put them away. She can literally toss them like a basketball, but it also puts a limit on how much you can keep. So um, those are my two favorite stuffed animal storage solutions. Those are good. I like that. Um, Dana, how do I begin a giant Monica closet once the trash is gone? So much stuff, but it almost all goes back into the closet just in an organized manner. One shelf at a time, pull all out and then return it orderly. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Can you predict what I'm going to say? <laughs> no, don't pull it all out. I'm, I mean, no. you do what you want to do, whatever works for you, but I am never going to tell you to pull everything out because that does not work for me. And it's not guaranteed to work for anybody doing the item by item is guaranteed to work. So what I would do, I would do shelf by shelf, you know, you've removed trash, you're going to keep finding trash, but I would do shelf by shelf item by item. And remember that right now it's a Monica closet and that's what you've called it, which, you know, is the shove it in and close it. Okay. You're saying it's mostly going to go back in there, but be organized. It is not possible to organize more stuff than will fit in the space. Okay. As Cass said on her yep. show that I was watching yesterday, you organize for the space, not the stuff. Okay. So if it is a Monica closet by def, even after you've taken out trash, by definition, there is too much stuff in there. It is not possible mm -hmm. to get it organized. So remember you are still decluttering. You are still decluttering. Okay. And the decluttering is going to make you touch every single item and it either goes somewhere else in the house. So it's out of there. Okay. And it's not clutter if it's, if it's in its real home, but as long as it's shoved in here, it's clutter, or you are going to determine if it even needs to be there in your house at all. And then once you get it down to, yes, this is actually only, I've really gone through it, not just imagine what was in here. I've really gone through it. And I know for sure this is where all of this stuff would go. Then you embrace the reality of the size of the shelf. You know, I mean, this shelf is not big enough for that. So you consolidate, you put like things together and I mean, like go through that whole process, but go through it shelf by shelf, knowing that you are going to have to declutter. It's not going to be, oh, yeah. well, everything that's in there, I want it to just be organized. Well, it's going to require decluttering. Yeah. And I saw a comment on my video this Tuesday. I was talking about tackling overwhelming spaces and I talked about the container concept and there was a comment that said, you know, my overwhelming room is full. It's stacked with boxes, but everything goes in there. Like everything is needed. And I, what I would very lovingly and kindly challenge you is I just find it very hard to believe that a full room of stuff 
that everything is needed. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't approach it that way. I would approach it. This room, maybe it's your guest room has limitations where we can store stuff. It's a closet, it's a wardrobe, a dresser. Maybe you can fit some things under the bed organized, but we have to like look at where are our containers in this room? And we have to start pulling it out. Like you say, Dana, when we're holding it and say, is it container worthy? Does it get a spot in those? And that helps us to rank it when we, that helps us to look at it, not all is equal. Even though I've told myself, I need everything in there. I don't think you need everything in there. And so we have to start ranking it. And so by using the container concept, is it container worthy? Does it deserve a spot in this limited storage that I have? We start ranking it. And then it's like, oh, like I had an extra set of grill tools. We could have used those. Like we could have absolutely used those, but I didn't want to find a spot in either of my containers where I store stuff. And so then I ultimately decided like, but I don't act, it's not container worthy, right? It's a good set still, but it's not container worthy. Yes. And, and usability is key. Like if this is Monica closet, which means it's my place where I put stuff to be stored, it still has to be usable, which means I have to get to it, which means there has to be space around it. It has to be able to be accessed without a crap lunch, you know. I mean, you just yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's the thing. This there, I can't tell you how many times people have said, "Yes, I." It looks really jumbled. There's a lot. I just need to get organized, and then it will all fit. This is a real myth that organizing creates space. I don't know who started this, but it is a lie. Because what I have found is when I am organizing, it takes up more space than just shoving and cramming. When you shove and cram, you can fit a lot more in than if it's organized, easy to find and easy to put away. And so when you organize this Monica closet, you're going to have even less space than you have from shoving and, but it's going to, it's going to make it so much easier to find and put things away. So I just wanted to say that because I really do think this is a myth that a lot of people think they look at their mess and think, Oh, I just need to get organized. Then all of this will fit in my home, but that is not true. Um, There's a question that said, I did the all day declutter, but since then I've had roadblock after roadblock surgery and different things. And I can't seem to get going again. Any quick tips? I'm 71 and 90% of the stuff that's left is sentimental. I doubt my kids will ever use it. What would you do? Do I mean, you have a memory box? Do you have a do you have a place to catch the special things? If not, then that's step one, I think. Well, have you guys read um, the Swedish death cleaning or even like an overview of it? I mean, she recommends like ask your family members, even when you're younger in age and you have sentimental stuff and you're wondering, well, what will they want? What won't they want? That you actually ask them. So you're not assuming, you know, what they want and don't want. And you ask them. And I know my mom asked my brother when they were going through my grandparents' house and she was very surprised at the things he was actually emotionally attached to. She would have never guessed. And she would have thought it was like some tractors and different things. And he, there was like this clock that my grandpa had brought back from Germany to my grandma. And he remembered my grandma telling him the story of it. So he was like, I want that no matter what, make sure like we get that. And so just asking them. And in the book, what I like about it is she said that it's actually meant to draw us closer together, not be like divisive of like, well, here's all this junk I'm just dumping on you, right? Like to get together and to say, well, what things spark memories for you? What are the memories? Like sharing the memories so that it doesn't have to be like such a burden, but it can feel like you're passing on important things to them. I like that. I like that. And I know for me um, with, you know, my in-laws have both passed away. The things that we have that mean the most to us are things that I was able to replace my own, like a blanket or like a, a little pot that his mom would make vegetables in. I mean, like, my husband was like, Oh, we have this. He was so excited that we had it. And I'm like, yeah, I just took out one that we had that had no sentimental value, put this one in. And, you know, so it's like those things, it's not that they aren't going to care. I mean, it's just that the things that you may be attached to may not be what they're attached to. Um, And the other thing too, with your surgery and things is just to, to remember, like, especially when you're in that mode of, you don't know when exhaustion is going to hit. You don't know when the cutoff is going to be for how long you can spend working. 
focus on that item by item thing because it feels like, oh, well, that means walking here, but it also means you can stop at any point and you're never going to be worse off. And that's where a lot of frustration comes in. So I hear it all the time from people with chronic illnesses that that is very helpful to them because then that is out of their brain, you know, and there's a lot of benefit of that things being in their final home. Yeah, that's really good. My sweet grandmother Um, is invited us all over to ask us what we wanted. And there was, it was, it was lovely. We all got together, but there was so much that she was shocked that we didn't want. And I think she was offended. And at the end of the day, she said, Oh, I'm just going to hold on to it. You'll want it after I'm gone. I know you'll want it after I'm gone, but I think this is a way that we think, but really it's sort of justifying us not wanting to let it go. Right. I think she's justifying that she doesn't want to let it go by that. She's holding on to it for her kids. Um, Mm -hmm. So just really be honest with yourself. If that's really what, do you really want to keep it for the kids or are you keeping it for yourself? And she actually addresses that in the book to the Swedish death cleaning and says, don't burden your family or your friends with stuff they don't want. Right. And that's tough. Like that is tough, difficult, but that's why we're here to encourage you. Like, and you can use the Facebook group to say like, I'm really disappointed. I thought my children would want this and they don't. And then you'll see others in the group. They'll be like, I hear you sister. Right. Like I really thought that too. Right. So it can be helpful just to process some of these feelings too, so that you can work through it and Obviously, no one wants to burden anyone after we're gone. So my new digital picture frame from Aura is honestly my new favorite thing. It is a beautiful frame that displays a new photo every 10 minutes. Y'all, I'm delighted every time I walk by my beautiful Aura frame. One frame, lots and lots of photos that I can enjoy. That is a great solution for what can be a clutter problem, right? So how does one frame show so many photos? Well, I preload photos onto the frame using a super simple app that Aura has. I have also shared the app with my kids so they can add photos to my frame anytime from wherever they are. Now that my kids are all traveling and moving to different cities, this is like a mama dream come true. So we are also loading up a frame with pictures for my mom for Mother's Day. It only took me two minutes to get started using my Aura app. You can upload an unlimited number of photos, invite others to share photos directly to your frame with no fees or memberships. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CLEAN at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Getting the most out of your grocery dollar can be challenging these days, to say the least. Having a focused plan for meals is the very best way that I have found to stay on budget. And that is why I love Prep Dish. Every week I receive an email from Prep Dish with a meal plan and grocery list already made for me and step-by-step instructions for the one hour prep session that sets me up for mealtime success all week long. And yes, I said one hour prep for a week's worth of dinners. That means I'm saving time as well as money. Choose from four meal plans to fit your eating style. Gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and super fast. I really, really like Prep Dish's super fast menus. So I don't have to turn to takeout or processed convenience foods to feed my family fast. It's a game changer for working moms. The founder, Allison, is offering listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. This is a no brainer. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Projects. So many projects. Taking care of all the things gets overwhelming. So when I get that feeling of overwhelm, I know I need to take steps to make my mental well-being a priority. Having someone to talk to, like a better help therapist, can really help. This time of year is always busy, but with my youngest child graduating from high school, we have lots of extra projects that need my attention. I know from experience that these are the times when it feels extra helpful and essential to talk through my emotions with my therapist. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed therapist. The online platform simplifies the process. It's accessible and affordable. After answering a short questionnaire, you can choose whether you prefer to meet via phone call, video, or live chat, and you can plan your sessions at your convenience to suit your schedule. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash clean. 
Um, Kat, there's another question that says, how do I explain to people that I am not broken? I don't need to be fixed. I'm a butterfly and my brain doesn't work like other people. <laughs> do you need to explain? Do you need to explain that you organize differently? Yeah, I, shaking her head, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, as you a don't butter- need to explain. I agree no. with Kat. That's why I'm shaking yeah. her head. Oh, okay. Got <laughs> <Like> it. <laughs> you are a visual organizer and you need broad categories. You're not going to get super detailed with your organization and stop. And I think if somebody is trying to make you feel shame for that, that's their problem and not yours. And I felt a lot of shame for a lot of years because I couldn't, it's not that we can't set up a detailed system. It's daily maintenance where we struggle. And I felt a lot of shame because I couldn't use a filing cabinet on a daily basis. And I couldn't, I wouldn't take the lid off and put something away and restack containers. I would toss it beside or leave it out, but I don't feel shame about that. Now um, I know that I just organize differently and I'm so I'm so happy that you found that, that there isn't anything wrong with you. You're not messy. You just organize differently and you don't have to justify that to anyone. Here's one way is you just laugh. Like that's (laughs) people say stuff like that. I'm always like, (laughs) that's not how I do it. I mean, yeah, like, that's not how I do it. It's just not. I mean, like, you don't have to explain all this to them or what, you yeah. know, and that's one of the things for me is because I don't declutter in the way most people do and people figure out that this works for them. Then they have somebody over, come over and help them and they want to do it their way. And it's like, you know, I mean, it, you, sometimes you just have to do it on your own and maybe you're not going to be able to have the help of somebody, even though you think you want their help, if they're going to do everything in a way that you know you can't maintain and you've learned that now, then it's, I think it's often more effective to just push through and, and do it yourself. I, I'm going to be honest. I feel a lot of people try to shame me. I don't fold. I don't fold. I'm sorry. I don't fold. And I, and, and my mother-in-law will come over and she'll like open a drawer to put some of my kids stuff away. Or she was here yesterday and she grabbed a tea towel. I don't fold. She's like, you're an organizing expert. Look at how I'm like, do you know where the tea towels are? Are they all in the drawer? That's organization. And so there are going to be people who are going to say little things because you're not, you know, living up to their expectations of what they think. But at the end of the day, it isn't one size fits all. And we got to do what works for us yep. and just ignore the haters. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a question. That's what we're here for. Yes. For you to exactly. be like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, there was a question. I'm going to have to paraphrase it because it moved out of my view here. But basically... <laughs> I am the executor of an estate, so I have to deal with all of the items in this home, but I'm very attached to stuff, and that's been the problem in my own home as well, is feeling very attached to things. So now having two homes of stuff to work through. I mean, I think it's it ultimately comes down to the container concept and ex- acknowledging that your home is a container. So if you are attached to something, and that means you're going to bring it home, you need to have a space for it before you bring it home. So one of the things that I did was I took pictures of my own home before I went over to deal with the stuff in my in-laws home. And I said, okay, this is what my house looks like right now. These are the spaces that I have. And it was just a visual reminder because it's easy to kind of, it all be ambiguous in your brain. If you don't have those concrete things, you know, and I was an hour away, so I couldn't like, you know, go back and forth. But um, knowing that if something comes into my house, something else is going to have to leave. So that changes the, oh, but this was her favorite thing. Okay, but if I don't have a place for it, it's going to come and be clutter in my house, which means I'm not going to be valuing it. Okay, so that's not actually valuing it. It's got to have a real space. And so am I willing to get rid of something to create the space for this? It doesn't have to be item for item. It doesn't have to be chair for chair but it does need to be space for space. And so if I'm going to bring a chair in, I'm going to have to remove something from my house because um, you have the gift of being in this course and having changed your perspective on your house and knowing that your house is a container. So, mm-hmm. and you might want to recruit some help. Yeah, I would, this is a lot to go through someone else's home and still trying to work on your own. I, I would ask so, for help too. My, and I have advice. My advice, I got to say two things. One, 
never rent a storage locker. Don't rent a storage locker thinking I'm going to put it all in there and I'll deal with it later and I'll just sell the house, right? And put move all the stuff into storage. That's a terrible idea. Um, I really recommend shopping the house for your favorite pieces and remembering the one in one out. I love this. I love this. I love this. I have to find five things if I'm keeping that can go out of my home and do the swap and call an auction house for the rest man Mm -hmm. an auction house is the way to go if you're letting go of an estate they will come in they will price everything they will take care of the auction they will take a cut and you can just you know grab the pieces that mean the most to you and just let someone else handle the rest and if you haven't ever done an auction house before I used to think auctions were just for like fancy stuff they're not. I mean, like literally I have been to an auction that back in my pre decluttering days, back when I just wanted to bring everything in my house. But like, I was like, they were, they were selling a tub full of half used cleaning products. So, I mean, like, don't think that, I mean, you do need to get the trash out, you know, because you're going to be paying more wasting time and money, you know, if you don't get that out, but yeah, the auction house, it's a huge service. Yes. They're going to take some money, but they're going to do so much work. It's well worth that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They'll That's even sell good. the blankets and the towels and the sheets. I mean, they, it's an estate sale. They will try to sell everything and you don't have to do anything. That's good. Um, there's a question for you, Dana. Can you talk about kids and habits? One of my kids easily does daily chores and picks up and the other struggles. The kid who finds it easier nags the kid who finds it harder. Oh like, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. I mean, I think this is parenting and I don't talk about parenting just because I am, I have teenagers. And so I have proven that I don't know anything basically is where I've come as a parent, you know, all the things I thought I knew, whatever. Um, No, I mean, obviously it's different for every kid. Um, Just remember that you are the manager of the house. And so how does a manager deal with the people who are supposed to be doing the work while they manage them. I mean, like you do not go, you know, if you go into a dirty, gross fast food restaurant with teenagers working, you blame the manager. You know I mean? Like you don't, yes, the teenagers are being teenagers, but it ultimately falls on the manager. And so, you know, that systems trying different things. um, I mean, and the other thing to remember too, is that what works for a while with a kid is not always going to work. Like you may discover a system that works amazingly when they're seven and when they turn 10, it's like, they don't even remember that you ever did that, even though you did it for three whole years. You know I mean? There's just, so I think it's just trying different things and remembering, yes, it's probably going to require you being on it. You know what I mean? Like the more you want from them, the more you're going to need to be on it. And I know Cass has some great automated reminders and systems that she uses with her kids. I've had to, um, cause we have that same situation in our house. I think anytime you have more than one kid, you probably run into this one's more task oriented, the other. Um, so I've had to work with our more task oriented one. Cause a lot of times we'll say, okay, you guys can't go in the pool till everyone's done their stuff. Right. So the one that gets it done right away is frustrated with the other one. And I've had to train them to be like, you can encourage them you can help them, but you cannot yell at them or say mean things to them or put them down in any way, because then that just means I have to find more stuff for you to do. Right. So I've had to say like, you can help them. Like you can talk to them. You can see if there's something standing in the way of them getting done. Um, But we can't be mean in the process. So it helps a little, but not always. (laughs) Yeah. I've definitely learned teenagers are Dana. I thought I was a good parent. And then they just were like, spank, spank. Ha ha ha. You I love my it. teenagers. Don't get me wrong. I, I know. I they're so much fun. But, wow. but it is big, but it, I think it's because they are just like I it came to a point where I was like, I'm doing things because I want to do them, not because of my mom told me to do them. That's what they're going through. That's what all those hormones bracing through their they are becoming their own people. It has to be their own decision. That doesn't mean that we don't work at ways to hold them accountable and blah, blah, blah. But, but yeah, I mean, they, they change. And I, I, remember, I remember writing, I wrote my teaching kids to clean, which I still think is great, you know, and, and I'm so glad I did it. But I remember somebody saying, um, 
like, well, I taught my kids this. And then it's like, they forgot everything when they turned into teenagers. And I was like, oh, that'll never happen to my kids. Well, it does. It happens. So yeah, <laughs> just sorry. Just like, is this my life now? What is happening? I'm just holding on, man. It's a whole new ball game. It is, but it's fun and they're great. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Uh, there's another question for you, Dana. It says, I live alone. I am ADD and cannot stay on task or focused. Breaks don't help, nor snacks, nor naps, nor background noise. I have so very much to do and I'm getting very little done. I'm 68 and I really want to declutter my home so I can live a little without guilt before I die. Okay. Um, so I read this one earlier and um, I totally relate to it. Um, what I hear you saying is that reward systems don't work for you. Like you, you're saying that, you know, breaks or snacks or great music, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't work. I'm the same way. And it's because I resist any form of manipulation. Like I'm a little like mm, you try to tell me what to do. And I'm like, okay, well, so that is where, okay. So I have a really funny story um, of how rewards or, you know, anyway, different systems for different people. It kind of goes along with the kids thing, but my friend's brother growing up, um, his mom had said for every day that you don't pick up or clean your room or whatever, I'm going to take 50 cents away from your allowance. Well, then she heard him telling his friend, Oh, I just pay my mom 50 cents every day to pick up my room for me. Like, you know, and it's, it's like, he had just shifted it into, because he was like, mm, no, you know, and that's me is I'm like, if I promise myself a break, I'm like, eh, or not break, but if I promise myself a nap, I'm like, you know, I'd rather not take a nap than do the dishes or, you know, I'd rather, you know, a snack, um, I'll, I'll whatever, you know, I mean, of course I'm still gonna eat the snack, but you know what I mean? Like it, it just, I don't like to be manipulated. And so change that perspective. Cause everything you said was some sort of a reward system for yourself. Don't do, I, I you know, I don't, that doesn't work for me. So instead is to go, what moves the needle? Like what does something for me, it was doing the dishes and I had to figure it out the hard way. Hopefully you can take my advice, but you may have to figure it out the hard way, but I promise you, if you will do the dishes every day, you will start to see that needle move. If you will do, you know, how to manage your home without losing your mind is basically this right here. I mean, this is the, the four basic habits. And so knowing, and it's kind of like, you know, we all know about the shiny sink. I'm assuming I thought that was a great idea, except then over time I went, why does my sink have to be shiny? I don't actually care if my sink is shiny, you know? And I was, but it was like, okay, that is not absolutely necessary. And so I felt like I was being manipulated by somebody telling me to do this thing that ultimately was not absolutely necessary, but doing the dishes is absolutely necessary. So instead go, what are the absolute necessary things? And let me tackle those as opposed to trying to trick myself into doing something. Also, when I would trick myself into doing something and then I was just randomly doing stuff as opposed to the things that moved the needle, then I was discouraged anyway, because my house never got any better. You know, so it's like, what are those things? Well, they are doing the dishes every day, doing a five minute pickup every day, just sticking to those, those basic things and say, if I can't do anything else, I'm going to do those just because I know for sure they move the needle. Is move the needle a real word or am I just like making that? It is. I think it's a real so. thing, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know what That's awesome. About, but okay. Yeah. No, I think that's really good. I was just going to say, I borrow motivation 
all the time. Cause I, I always think I have to find it or create it. And sometimes I borrow it. And there's three audiobooks that I listen to over and over and over again, because I find them like I borrow motivation from them and it's Mel Robbins, the five second rule. I don't know what it is. Five, four, three, two, one. Like when I don't feel like doing something, I just like, it's, a, it's in my brain too. That's the thing. The more you, you learn about motivation, the more it like sinks in and you can use it sometimes when you're not feeling motivated. Atomic habits, man, atomic habits is life changing. If you have not listened to this book or read this book, it'll sink in there, my friend. And Gretchen Rubin, the four tendencies, you are a rebel. Dana's a rebel. Knowing that about yourself, knowing what motivates a rebel or whatever you're, mo- it's life-changing. Those are like, I just really recommend those three if you're struggling with yeah. motivation. Yeah. I would put, um, eat that frog on that list yeah. as well. That's been the one for me. If I listen to that one again, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to let this frog hang over my head all day. Right. Why would I give that frog that control over my life? Right. Like, exactly. It's not worth it. But I Love was um, listening to something really interesting. Have you guys read the book um, Glow Kids? It's about like screen time with kids and stuff. No. Very convicting if you haven't, if that's been an issue in your household at all. It's an but issue they said, in my house. If you're on a screen that even mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to go on Facebook for a little bit. Like after this Facebook live, you turn your phone off for the next two hours your brain just wants more of that screen. And it's thinking like, Ooh, let's just, let's just check Instagram quick. Like, let's just go back on Facebook. Let's go. Who's who posted on YouTube today. And so for the next two hours, even after you're off your screen, your brain just wants more. And I was like, Ooh, I feel like that's been a big motivation zapper for a lot of us. And it's just knowing how to use it right then is like, okay, I only watch YouTube like for a while when I was trying to like get in the habit of walking again. I'm like, I only watch YouTube if I'm walking or if I'm on the treadmill, you know, and I don't know, maybe for people like you, Dana, that doesn't work um, because it's kind of the reward thing again. But it was like, I'm going to pair a dopamine release watching YouTube walking, you know, Yeah, to to me, that's something like it's a I don't know. It doesn't feel like a reward as much as it's a justification of, okay, I'm allowed to do this if I do this. Yeah. So I'm going to, if I'm watching Dana on YouTube, I, I kind of want to start my YouTube videos and I'll be like, if you are watching this video, you better be in a place in your house right now where you can declutter along <laughs> with me because I'm so tired of you all saying like, I don't know why it's so fun to watch you declutter, but I can't do it myself. It's like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to have rules around how you can watch my videos <laughs> now. <laughs> well, and I've just recently, again, I've done this before. I've done it again lately, um, setting up time limits, you know, on different apps and things. And it's pretty shocking. I mean, it's like, it's really shocking how fast you run through those limits, but it also makes me have a different perspective. And so like, if you think, oh, I think I'm spending this much time, set up some timers as opposed to just looking at how much time you spent on it, set up some timers and be like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that amount of time has already passed. Yeah, that's really um, good. Carrie says, what tendency are Dawn and Cass? So I'm an obliger and I, I yep. am accountable to other people. So when I'm not feeling motivated, if I say to my eight-year-old, if mom gets all of this done today, I'll take you out for ice cream. Or if I get all this done today, we'll watch a movie tonight. I'll do those things because I don't want to disappoint him. Yep. Or like I hired someone to come to my house. So I actually do work. And, um, I know that I need other people to hold me accountable. I'll invite someone over if I have to clean my house and I don't feel like it. Those are tricks that I now know work for me because I know my motivating style. Donna, you an obliger too. What's the one where you're accountable to yourself and others? That's me. Upholder. That's an upholder. Okay. Yep. That's me. Good for you, Don. It makes life easier. I will. I can imagine it does. <laughs> Lucky you. That's amazing. Time? The questioner, the questioner is they need to be everything explained to them before they're motivated. They need to know why, 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 why. Man, that gets old. It gets old. I think it's really interesting though that the three of us are different. Like the three of us are different and yet we've come down to so many of the exact same. This is what I would say. I'm like, I am not inventing anything new here. We're just explaining how reality works. You know, I mean, this is the reality. Mm-hmm. The size of your house is the size of your house. You know, I mean, this is 
anyway, but I, I think yeah. it's interesting that we all come to those same things from different perspectives, you know, mm-hmm. with how we're yeah. moving. It's really, we're talking about self-awareness here. We're, we're talking mm-hmm. about self-awareness, knowing what works for us, knowing what doesn't, knowing what motivates us, knowing what doesn't, um, and, and knowing what motivates people around us too. It's self-awareness. And that took a long time, a lot of reading and a lot of like inner work and I'm still working on it, but I think um, it's such a powerful tool, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a question. Um, it was directed to me, but you might help with it too, Cass. Um, kitchen food storage. I'm ready to try storing the containers with the lids and hopefully getting them off the top of my fridge. But cabinet space is limited and the ones I could try are too high or the wrong size. Fixed shelves can't move spices, cooking oils because they won't fit on the other shelf, for example. So what I have to do because I'm short and actually most of our upper cabinets in our house, I can't reach the shelves. I can reach the bottom one or not is even in like the open shelves, like I put containers to hold stuff. So you might have to have like a basket or something to put your food storage containers in because I can get like a basket down with like my baking stuff or that, but I can't actually reach the individual items. I can pull the basket down, get what out what I need and like get it back up. So that's been helpful to me, but I don't know. Do you have any ideas, Cass? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's what do you use the most often? And we're zoning it. That's called the valuable real estate in your kitchen. It's from eye level to like waste what you can reach. And so if you're using food storage all the time, it should go in the spot that you can access. But if it has to go somewhere high, exactly what Don says, you put it in something so you can just grab the handle and pull it down. And that's the same thing we do for deep cabinets. So you don't have to pull Mm -hmm. things out to reach behind. You put in a container, even if it's a shallow tray, so you can grab, pull it down and put it back to reach the things that you can't otherwise reach. And I would try really limiting your food storage containers if you are short on space in your kitchen. We all think we need lots and lots of them, but if you quarantined some of them for a little while, you would probably realize that. I mean, we have like five or six is all we actually use on a regular basis. And right. if, and I know if we're down to the last one, it's like, darn it, there's stuff in the fridge that's not good anymore. <laughs> exactly. Like how much can you actually fit in your fridge for leftovers anyways? And why would you have more containers than that? Yeah. Right. And it even causes me to be aware, like if there's a little bit left of something, I'm like, am I really going to put it in a container and think I'm going to eat it tomorrow? And so there's often times where I'm like, just skip that step and just discard it now because it's not worth it. And so yeah. I got to clean up my fridge, Don. I got to clean up my fridge. <laughs> I have like taco meat from two weeks in there. Nobody's eating it. Taco meat keeps a surprisingly long time. <laughs> it's got to go. <laughs> Will you list the books all together you all just mentioned? You list yours and I'll add mine, Cass. Um, I like Atomic Habits. I think that's my number one absolute favorite. Um, Mel Robbins, The Five Second Rule, I like in audiobook format. So The Five Second Rule by Mel Robbins. That's actually available, I think, for free that you can get that one from Audible. And um, The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. That's just one. It's about self-awareness, learning your motivating style, what, you know, how you motivate and how other people around you are motivated. Um, It's a brilliant book. It was really helpful to learn the tendencies of the people in my household too, because it made them make more sense than like, you know, the questioner or things like that, or the rebel too. The rebel. My husband's a rebel. So I know I can't say, Hey, can you do this for me? That doesn't work. I have to say, Hey, I'm really struggling to figure this thing out. And I would love your advice on how we can make this work. And then he'll want to do it. It's learning how to manipulate people. (laughs) One-on-one. It really got that. But don't let the rebel know that you're manipulating. Right. (laughs) Um, any ideas on how to organize your fridge and freezer and keep it that way? The items that come in seem to be always changing, no space for leftovers and a lot of people to always feed. We have nine people living in our house with kids ranging in age from one to 23. That's a lot of people. It doesn't sound like you have an overly big kitchen. And so it sounds like this is maybe a routine issue that can help fix that. So doing the meal planning and planning your shopping on, on, regular days. So 
I don't suggest having lots of decanting containers for you. So jars that you open up that you pour rice into and all of that type of stuff that is just going to take up more space. Um, I do recommend if you, because you do have kids taking prepackaged snacks out of boxes that will save you space, but it sounds like a meal planning and shopping one or two times a week, as opposed to shopping in bulk could really be a saver for you. <coughs> Even though you have a big family, it seems like we should shop in bulk to save money. So I don't have to go as often, Yeah. but if you're, if you're short on space, that can really cause a lot of problems. Yeah. I've had to find myself, she was asking too about the fridge and freezer. Like I really have to make a point to go through it on a regular basis. So I imagine, especially if you're feeding that many people, I need to be like reminding myself what's in there, what needs to get used up, what leftovers we have. I do think having a dedicated spot for leftovers is helpful just to like always have that on your radar. But again, if you have space for it. Um, But I think like you said, Cass, maybe it needs to be a habit thing of what, you know, every day at lunchtime, I just do a quick, straightening inventory, see what's in there or dinner time, and then go on. And we do freezer fixing nights. That's a fun night. Freezer fixing nights is when you go in your freezer and you just cook things you find in your freezer. So there's like six pierogies and 15 chicken nuggets and like a couple masa sticks. And we're literally just cleaning out the freezer and it's random and it's weird. Um, Mm -hmm. But my kids love it and it's not overly healthy, but it's a great way to just get those little bits of things that are left in your freezer that don't make a full meal. Why not make a full meal out of all those little bits? Yeah. And with those, with that ages of kids, I'm assuming you have one that like that 12 to 14 age or 10 to 14, even it's a great age to give them the job to inventory things like to just literally go Mm -hmm. through and, you know, because sometimes eight chicken nuggets can just get lost and it's like, Oh wait, Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. All right. One more question. Um, my daughter and her two children are currently living with us because she is going through a divorce. It was completely unplanned and we don't really know how much longer they'll be here. She's a pretty messy person who leaves things all over the place and it gets worse because of the kids who by default make messes too. I've tried to give her easy bins to put things away in, but she tends to overfill them or just not put them away. I keep adding bins and gritting my teeth and allowing them to be out on a counter or somewhere that she is always piling things but it hasn't really helped any ideas on how to deal with this and how to help her be more aware of the chaos she is creating for me. I would do as, as the, you know, home manager, start with a five minute pickup, you know, just start with a, everybody you included, we're just going to do a five minute pickup, see what kind of an impact that can have work on doing that every time you think about it, which sometimes in the beginning might be four times a day. I don't know. Um, but it also, if you miss a day, that's fine. Do another five minute pickup when you think of it. And those really are magical because it's overwhelming, you know? So to just yeah. say, can you please get all your stuff under control? You know, I'm the yeah. daughter who's like, what does that mean? You know I mean? So it's yeah. like a five minute pickup is, is so much more effective. And it's also very easy to do as a group. It's, non-threatening you know what I mean like it's I don't know yeah I think that's that's good and I'm I'm just gonna say I'm hearing your daughter's probably a visual organizer and the fact that you want to hide everything in baskets means that you're a hidden organizer so unfortunately just buying more baskets to throw her things into isn't going to help her because she's not a person that wants to hide her things into baskets and so because it's temporary I would encourage you to perhaps try some 3m hooks of things like clothing that she's worn, coats, keys, um, things that her purse, maybe things she's laying out. Can you designate a spot for that that's visual for her as opposed to this urge you have, which is to hide everything in baskets. And if you are putting things in baskets, make sure they're clearly labeled because otherwise she, just like you have anxiety to see things, she's going to have anxiety of you hiding her things away that she's going to forget about them. And that's going to make her just want to pull it all back out. And so where can you compromise and keep things visual for her? So she's not stressed, but have things have designated home so that you're not stressed too. And maybe, maybe you could help her to learn some of this stuff. I mean, if she has kids and she will be running her household again um, down the road, like these could be some skills and you could say like, Oh, I've found some, cool people on YouTube, or I'd love to, I'd love for you to take the quiz and find out your organizing style and we can talk more about it or whatever, but if she has space for it, if not, it is what it is. So I think what you just said, if she has, if she has space, 
Yeah. Anxiety often contributes to a lot of these, a lot of this paralysis and sure. what she's going through right now is only increasing right anxiety. So, yeah. And, and you know that I can tell from the way you mm-hmm. ask the question, you care and you yeah. want this, but it is hard. Yeah. And it's hard when you know that she would probably feel better in a more tidy space, right? We know how that can also lend itself to, you know, so it's, yeah, it gets tricky. I do like the five minute pickup idea though. I think that would be really helpful. Okay. Well, I said that was the last question, but I think we should end on this one. Is there one thing you've done in your own home that you're most proud of? I I think getting to the point where I felt ready to decorate. I'm not a decorator. You guys know that. Um, To decorate my living room. I think that it first required me decluttering it and maintaining it. And then the decorating just gave everything a very definite space and I'm just really like, I'm proud to let people into that space now, as opposed to uh, when I look back and I think about how far it had to come from times where the, you know, the fireplace hearth was just covered in random stuff because it was a flat surface to now nothing. I mean, almost nothing ever gets set there, you know, so it's like, that's, it's come a, a long, long, long way. I'm really proud. I don't lose things anymore. Like I never lose anything ever. I used to be a person every day would have to hunt for keys, wallets, phones, what random shoes. I don't lose things because everything has a home and that home is so easy to find and so easy to put things away that things are being put away. Even when I wasn't here for two months, my family was able to maintain it. And that's insane, right? Insane. That's awesome. Yeah, I think beyond simplifying your house, I mean, that's still like the most worthwhile thing I think we've done is I do think learning my organizing style so that I do feel confident putting systems in our place now and it does work well for everyone. I, I think that's been huge. Like I that gave me like has given me a lot of confidence to feel like I know how to run a household and I'm doing a good job with it. And it might get messy, but it's very easy to put everything, you know, back together again. So but of course, I think for all of us, yeah, the inventory had to go down first. That was the first step. And then from there, then the magic happens. <laughs> okay. Did you guys love that conversation? I mean, now I did have a little cough. Oh, I should have told you that before. Yeah. So I was, if you heard me cough a little bit there, it was July when I did that. So I'm I'm fine now. Anyway, um, but that uh, conversation was just a an example, like we were not doing that to be like, Hey, let's show them what it's like. No, that's the actual thing that was in the group on, um, in July, that was the actual one. So you've gotten a behind the scenes taste, I guess, of what it's like to be in the course. If you're interested in finding out more, seeing if that's something that you want to join in on, you can do that at takeyourhouseback.com. Um, we do have a payment program now. So you can break up the payments over three months if it's too much for you to do at one time. So anyway, people love it. I love it. I'm really proud of it. And I think you will not regret it if you join. Okay. I will talk to you guys later. Bye.